Well, you know what? I saw like swimming pools of gravy. <laughs> he never did that. I've sowed so much gravy. You wouldn't fucking believe it. This house was built on gravy. That's why it's fairly unstable. In this mug, fucking gravy. That film sounds shit. For this. So welcome to the podcast nobody asks for's League of Good Bad Movies. And this month, shall we go for a very Christmassy League of Good Bad Movies? Yeah, why not? Yeah. So this is a, a very Christmassy the League of Good Bad Movies because obviously it is Christmas and we are talking about Christmas Good Bad Movies. Yes. Um, remember what our choices were? Yes, I do. <laughs> remember how happy we were that we assumed one of them would get picked over the others and it did not? <laughs> yes. So uh, the choices, the choices this month were Santa with muscles, which is Hulk Hogan as an amnesiac millionaire who thinks he's Santa. Yep. Pottersville, which is a Christmas movie that predominantly revolves around furries and a guy think uh, being mistaken for Bigfoot. Yep. Grumpy Cat's worst Christmas ever, which is that Grumpy Cat meme. Yeah. Voiced by Aubrey Plaza. Yep. And then the film you guys voted and Graham picked and a big fuck you to all of you, A Karate Christmas Miracle. I mean, we'll delve into it obviously in more detail, but it was fantastic. It was I'm not okay that A Karate Christmas Miracle was the first Christmas film I watched this year. Um, I, I'm, I am, and I think I might follow it up with a, a wrestling Christmas miracle at some point as well. Also, just on the point, I'm on a, I'm on a three movie, three month, three movie run of wins here. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fair. Like, do, do you start getting bonus points in our like I think, podcast fantasy league? I think I think I probably should. Probably. <laughs> yeah, a karate Christmas miracle. Before we before we dive dive deep into karate, what's what are your usual go to Christmas movies? Because I'm assuming it's not a karate Christmas miracle. Well, it will from now on. It will be. Yeah, that's, um, that's that's true. My, I mean, obviously, we spoke about them. I mentioned a few on the like the alternative ones when we did yeah. the um movie marathons episode um it was probably last week's at some episode. point maybe the main one for me every year without fail is jingle all the way yeah because i bloody love it that's, that's a that's a wrapping present would you movie. say that's a good bad movie no i i I unironically love it. That's fair. <laughs> I think it's on the it's on the there it's just over the line. Just over the line, yeah. yeah. And then uh both home alones. I'd say those three are like the staples yeah. every year and then other ones will be pulled in here and there. That's fair. Big fan of Elf. Yeah. Obviously. Big fan of Arthur Christmas. The Ardman animated one. I haven't seen that. It's really fun. I watched uh, Klaus for the first time last year. That was good. That was going to be my next one. I've only seen it once, yeah. so I can't quite call it a go-to, but the first time I watched it was last Christmas. Yeah, same. It was and really good. I think it, I think it's one of my favourite animated movies. It, it's, it's just phenomenal. Like, yeah, the, um, certainly the art style is very good. Yeah, there's a great uh, behind the scenes on how they did that, because they basically had to invent the software to do it. Nice. Um, big fan of Scrooged? The Bill Murray Christmas Carol? Uh, yeah, I still haven't seen that. Uh, oh, obviously Muppets Christmas Carol. That comes Muppets out every Christ year. Yeah, yeah. That does come out every or, year. Or, as we've talked about before, it's actually 
Muppet Christmas Carol. Yeah. Which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but is what it is. Yeah, I think that that is my... I will make sure I will watch The Muppet Christmas Carol every year. Yeah. Because it's The Muppet Christmas Carol, and you get to hear Michael Caine sing, and really, that's all you've ever wanted. Yep. Can't Uh, argue with that. So we're going to go away and watch a Karate Christmas Miracle right now, because we didn't watch it yesterday. On uh, on YouTube, or for our American listeners, it is on Amazon Prime. But for <laughs> us, we had to watch it on YouTube. Uh, With a few was, ads thrown in, which few, were quite if, a nice respite from the yeah, movie. Yeah, <laughs> a few ads, mainly this one Pizza Hut advert. Yeah. But the, the thing with the YouTube... It, it, the thing with the YouTube. Thing that YouTube. Maybe All like right, Grandad. Yeah. The <laughs> thing with the YouTube is it's just too many cats. No, uh, the thing with YouTube or the YouTube version of it is the film looks so bad and cheap. I didn't know if it was the actual film. So like when I yeah. when I checked if it was, you know, did the the, the classic Is clicking in random places to see if it's real, yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> uh so yeah, okay, we will we'll disappear, pretend yeah. we haven't watched the film yet. Yeah. Pretend we're gonna watch it now, and yeah. then we will definitely come back and record yeah. uh, the rest of the episode rather than just sit here in brief moment of silence so I can edit it out. Can you um, maybe edit in some like footsteps of us walking away and coming back just so it you know it sounds like we've gone to <laughs> Going to watch it. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and get something like the, uh, the. As soon as he said footsteps, I just went straight to the animated bit in. Is it Holy Grail? Oh, yeah. Where there is animated. Is, is it him walking? He's. It's someone walking down like a, or through a tower or something. You just hear the footsteps and just the noise like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll I'll edit those in now. I was assuming you were going to go for the clip-clopping shells. And oh, I was maybe. like, we're not horses, Ian. It's gone from yellow to green to blue. We've not seen any karate. Okay, so uh, that, that was a karate Christmas miracle. It was a karate Christmas uh, miracle. Before we dive into uh, the idle banter section of the podcast, yes. I believe, Graham, you're going to regale us and the listeners with the plot summary I'm for going, A Karate Christmas Miracle. I'm going to try. A title we have already said too many times. Um, okay. So, A Karate Christmas Miracle is unlike any Christmas film you will ever have seen. It centres around a horrible little prick of a child called Jesse, whose dad, Bob, was either shot and killed or kidnapped by a clown at a cinema shooting on the previous Christmas day. He was either at the cinema to watch a movie, attend a gathering of friends, or speak about gun control, or perhaps all of the above. Jesse now lives alone with his mum, who is rarely around, probably because of how much of a little punk he is, but also because she has dedicated her life to being in the pocket of the condiment industry. And it turns out that gravy and applesauce are truly her first loves. Jesse gets it in his head for some unknown reason that if he becomes a karate black belt on Christmas Day, his dad will come back, so he sets out to do this, which happens in record time without any actual karate taking place. Meanwhile, Jesse's mum befriends a psychic law professor who is only able to describe complex legal quandaries in the context of Christmas parables, see Santa's bar fight and Frosty being melted against his will. There's a whole subplot here that takes place which mostly centres around alcohol and knife and the the psychic's maybe dead ex-fiancé and a gazebo that Bob built. Talking of subplots, there's also a number of visions of Eric Roberts and some other guy talking to a cinema of varying numbers of people. Sometimes they're dressed as clowns, often they're talking to someone called Aurora, which feels really inappropriate for a movie about a cinema shooting. I'm still not sure as to the point of any of this. Jesse finally attains his black belt at Christmas dinner by breaking a wooden board held by his mum. This instantly results in Bob walking through the patio doors. The movie then ends. We watched this for free on YouTube, 
and I still want my money back. Yeah, that uh, I I started getting like Vietnam vet style flashbacks as you started reading through that. <laughs> it, words cannot explain how bad and weird this film is. Before we before we uh, talk about that, I did a little bit of research on uh, how long it takes to get a black belt. Yeah. So it takes six months of training before you can test from yellow to an orange belt. Then takes another six months of training to get from orange to green, nine months from green to blue, 12 months from blue for to brown, and another 18 months from brown to black. So the minimum time is three and a half years, and that's if you train all day, every single day. Jesse, whose full name is Jesse Genesis, <laughs> uh, managed to do it in 12 days. So, of course he did. Yeah, of course. Um, I mean, the karate scenes, man. I mean, I'm not entirely sure there was any actual karate taking place. No, there was a lot of... From, from Given that I'm not, uh, I'm not a martial arts expert, uh, it seemed a lot more judo-y or jiu-jitsu-y. Because I didn't yeah. realise you could get tapped out in karate. No, I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah so what were your what were your initial thoughts and feelings observations um so my initial thoughts and feelings um i mean it was apart from what the fuck is going on yeah i, I mean it was it was a lot to take in i think it was interesting because there's clearly some kind of agenda behind all of this it's oh, yeah. there's there's definitely a like a pro Weirdly a pro-Christian slant to it, despite making Christmas about karate and drinking and dead relatives rather than Jesus. Yeah, it was, there was yeah, there was definitely an agenda to it, which we will, we will come on to a little bit during the, what will be a relatively brief trivia section, because <laughs> turns out there's not a lot out there about the Karate Christmas Miracle. Uh, my main takeaway was that, so... From the newspaper cuttings, which were definitely just A4 pieces of paper they'd printed newspaper-looking things out of, um, the dad was kidnapped after a mass shooting the Christmas before. Yeah. So it's been less than 12 months, Mm -hmm. and there is zero police presence during the movie. No, not at all. It's like the dad's been missing for a decade. (laughs) And they've... I, I I like to think that if I was... Kid, not not even missing, kidnapped. <laughs> like you'd probably check in, or you know, my partner would probably check into the police weekly. I mean, at least. Yeah, you probably wouldn't go back to back to work straight away, let alone take on the big applesauce account. I mean, to be fair though, the applesauce isn't going to sell itself. Well, it is the new Jello. It is the new Jello. Uh, oh God. <laughs> so the mother, I can't remember her name. We will just call her the mother. Uh, her job is marketing specifically for condiments. Yeah. So I can't remember if it was us joking about it. But I think she starts the thing working on gravy. No, she does. It she starts, starts it working on gravy. Yeah. And then changes to applesauce because she believes she can rebrand the concept of applesauce. Applesauce is the next big thing. As you said, it's the new Jello. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there's also there's so many threads in this film that are that either don't make sense or are left completely unexplained. 
Well, I mean, the entire movie's because, like, the whole. So the the two famous names clearly filmed their segments at their own house. Yeah. So you have Eric Roberts and then um, that guy from Karate Kid, who all appear in like dream sections, and it seems a bit culty. But he's also giving his cinema to his daughter. I mean, that's as I understand it. Yeah. It just doesn't make. It just doesn't. Yeah. I don't know what the and every every thread of it, like you said, feels like it was a, its own film that they just then interspersed because nothing anyone does has an actual impact on the film. No, not at all. I'm fairly convinced that no, none of the film could have taken place and Bob would have just walked through the patio yeah. doors at the end anyway. Even though when he does walk through the patio doors after saying he escaped, which means he'd already escaped. Yeah. He knows that his son's got his black belt. Yeah, which only happened. 30 seconds, no, not even 30 seconds, 10 seconds prior. Yeah, before he just teleported to the also, back door. Also, I'm not entirely sure that a black belt can be awarded just from um, a kid punching through a bit of wood that his mum's holding. Yeah, like, I'm assuming there's a governing body. You'd have thought so. Like some kind of official... Yeah, I mean, they're, they're really bringing the, uh, the belt industry into disrepute, aren't they? Yeah, it, it, it's... It's insanity. But nothing, we... nothing the parents... Because the, the whole film is kind of split between the son refusing to wear anything other than a karate outfit yep. and doing vague karate-ish moves, and the mum and her psychic legal professor friend investigating what happened to him. But you never actually find out what not, happened to n- him. Not a clue. Not a clue. So, um, yeah, nothing... The, the, the climax of the film is the dad just turning up at home. Yeah. There's also, and we haven't even mentioned this, but there's um, a part where, because obviously making applesauce the new jello is a really time-consuming activity, she hires a babysitter, and the babysitter was basically described as um, having just graduated college and the last time that the mum had seen her, she was still in high school or something. The babysitter was clearly older than the mum, considerably. I would say, I think you mentioned it, I'd say the mum looks about 17 and the babysitter looks probably about 40. Yeah, like to the point where when the film started, I assumed she was like the older sister character. Yeah. And then the mum would be someone else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Which also really adds to the GCSE drama feel of the whole thing. Oh, yeah, beyond, beyond a doubt. But yeah, it's well, I also think it's, it's, there's definitely some kind of Christian agenda to it. There is a somewhat like anti gun, like somewhat gun control leaning on it as well, yeah. but not really in any way that it would have any material sort of impact, I don't yeah. think. And then there's also. A little bit of talk um, early on that's kind of quite like anti-capitalism. There are some agendas. I don't really know what what the overarching. I don't. I don't know what they were trying to achieve. No idea. But, but what the funniest thing about that is they were clearly trying to do something. Oh, they were trying to do something. It was, oh God! It was just. It was everything you thought a film called a Karate Christmas Miracle would be. I. Uh... This is the level my research went into. I've made a list of other potential Christmas miracle films we could have. Because okay. as we have discovered, 
there is a spiritual sequel to this called A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. There is. So I thought about, how about, you know, we've got an MMA Christmas Miracle. Yeah. A Capoeira Christmas Miracle. Nice. A Taekwondo Christmas Miracle. Yeah. One of my favorites, a Bare Knuckle Boxing <laughs> Christmas Miracle. Like, I feel like that would be Statham. Yeah, absolutely. I'd quite like a, um, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Christmas Miracle. Uh, yeah, I like it. Uh, a Shaolin Christmas Miracle. <laughs> and then uh, I went down a hole of uh, so an eight trigrams palm Christmas Miracle. A Tiger Claw style Christmas Miracle. A Northern Praying Mantis Christmas Miracle. And a Southern Dragon style Christmas Miracle, which I think might be my favourite. I like that a lot. And as with this film, I'm assuming we would get these made based solely on the title alone and we would figure out the rest later. Oh, I mean, is there any other way? Uh, no, I don't think there is. <laughs> I, I legitimately have no idea what just happened. <laughs> uh, trivia? Trivia? Yeah, I mean, I've not got a lot. One of mine was the the existence of a wrestling Christmas miracle. Nice. Um, which, which, so we watched the trailer for this after the film, and it's basically the same cast, and they've kind of shifted the roles around somewhat. And it centers on the kid who is the same actor but i'm assuming playing a different kid yeah giving up wrestling for 40 days before christmas which i'm fairly sure is an easter thing not a christmas thing in order to bring his friend out of a coma but the best bit about all of this is that his friend is just at home in his bed in a coma no medical attention there's no machines he's hooked up to he's just been sleeping in bed as with this there's no explanation as to why karate or wrestling is the answer or how he knows it's the answer so the similar cast of A Wrestling Christmas Miracle. So, Jesse in A Karate Christmas Miracle was played by Mario Delvaccio. Yeah. And his dad in the film is a, a character called Bob. Yeah. Is played by Ken Delvaccio. Yeah. Who is Mario's real life dad. So, Ken Delvaccio is a movie producer, founder of the Hoboken Film Festival, which is why A Karate Christmas Miracle <laughs> played there. <laughs> And and has written several legal textbooks. I mean, okay. Are they, are they all uh, Christmas themes? I like to think so. He has made such films as The Great Fight, which is a film about an autistic savant who becomes an MMA fighter. OBM Nude. Right. Which is about a weed-smoking college student who makes a deal with the devil to become president and turn the US into a communist fiefdom. Excellent. <laughs> Which is a very, like, anti-Obama film. And then he's also made several pro-life movies, including Cries of the Unborn. Fucking hell. And a film called The Life Zone, which is about three pregnant women who get kidnapped. Uh, three pregnant women who want abortions who get kidnapped. Okay, that's a lot to digest. There's a lot to take in. So it's very Republican-leaning from the sounds of it. Yeah. Which is kind of weird because there was, it did feel like it was kind of pro gun control, at least this film was. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's also like a proper family affair as well. Yeah. So I believe Mario's mum is Dr. Francine Delvaccio, yeah. who is a full time professor at Coldwell University, which is a Catholic university in New Jersey, Excellent. where the majority of the film was shot. Yeah, I mean, everything was in about four or five locations, wasn't it, for the entirety of it? Yeah, and Mario Delvaccio was a real-life blue belt. 
See, that was my that was my only other bit of trivia. Yeah. And I don't believe it because he was shit. He was awful. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. He's 10. Yeah. yeah. He was awful. He, like, we've all seen that video of the kid with the nunchucks. Yeah. Like, being 10 is not an excuse to be shit at karate. Unless no. you haven't done karate before. Like, I'm shit at karate. But I don't go around thinking it's going to save my dad. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if, if, if the worst did happen and Kevin was kidnapped during a mass shooting at Christmas, you'd try it. <laughs> oh, I, I would. Try, I would try it, but probably after a couple of years of looking, a couple of years of you know due process. Yeah. Like, like, but also, like, if if he'd been kidnapped, I'm assuming there must have been like a ransom thing or evidence he'd been kidnapped. Yeah. Like, I don't understand the sheer. Well, it was a shit film, that's why. But the sheer lack of effort put into it's like they sat around and went, "All right, so we could either take this to the police or." Jesse, how about you try becoming a karate black belt? <laughs> it's one of the... T- but also, the karate black belt wasn't even the first thing. So at the beginning of the movie, he's doing these weird things where he's, like, oh, reciting the presidents yeah. and, like, uh, the... What was the other one? He's reciting the presidents. Oh, and, like, a bunch of places in Europe as well. I can't remember why. I think it was, like, countries, presidents, building a birdhouse. Building a birdhouse, yeah. So it wasn't just karate. He had, like, these 12 tasks or yeah. whatever he had to do. Before but we Christmas. saw a couple of them, and then it went on to the karate. I would love, like, a press conference where, you know, like, the the press conference that always leads people to think, like, one of the parents killed them. Yeah. You know, someone's gone missing, they're in front of the cameras, and it's like, okay, so this is a message out there, we just want you to come home, um, we've tried everything, we've built a birdhouse, I can list all the presidents of the US, and I'm soon to get my black belt, we don't understand why you aren't home. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a hell of a it's a hell of a film. I half I understand half of this podcast is just going to be me saying I don't and then stuttering no. <laughs> because nothing I can't put into words how fucking weird this film was. Oh, it's insane! It's it's real um like Landers sisters vibes who did Circus Island and Ghost Rider. Circus Island, which has disappeared. Yeah, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah, to the point where I'm not 100 percent sure it was real anymore. <laughs> I've seen it twice. Yeah. You've seen it twice. Yeah, I watched it again. <laughs> Fucking hell, okay. So, because brilliant. That's fair. You know what's really healthy? My son only wears his karate outfit. <laughs> so, speaking of how weird the film is, it's a good time to talk about our top three moments from the film. Yes. So, what's, uh, well, number three for me, which we've yeah. kind of touched on already, is the realisation that his mum seems to be a specialist in marketing condiments. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... We realised it, and I'm assuming in one of the transitions it'll have us talking about gravy. Yeah. But the, the it, we assumed we'd misheard, I think. Yeah. And, and then it became quite clear that that's what they went with for a high flight. Given she needed a job where she was really busy. super busy. Yeah, yeah. And everyone involved seems to have some connection to the legal profession. I don't understand why they didn't make her like a high flying barrister or something. Or at least a CEO. I mean, every everyone everyone has condiments in, so you know. Well, exactly. So, do you need to market them? Well, as I said, she's riding the gravy train. Um, hey. But she, yeah, that that is. Um, I mean, I think most of the film was us workshopping, like um, just talking about how important it is marketing gravy and, yeah. and apple sauce. Um, so yeah, you're right. I'm sure one, at least one of the transitions will be that. Yeah, it was. I, I just found it so funny. Again, it just didn't... One of the many things about the film that didn't make sense. Uh, what's your What's your number three? Number three is the psychic law pro- 
professor who can only deal in examples that are related to Christmas. Um, nice. My favorite is the long, it was the first ex- explanation. There was a really long preamble. It was talking about Santa in a bar with his reindeers and some greases and some surfers came up and he got in a fight because someone exploded Rudolph's nose. Oh, we talked about that. And she uses greases like it's a racial slur. Yeah. Um, and then she just ends with the line, so is Santa guilty of <laughs> aggravated assault? <laughs> Yeah. And then, inexplicably, the child turns up into in, full, the, karate in full karate gear into the lecture theatre and answers her question with no prior explanation. But they also never explain why he was there. No. No, not at all. Yeah, to the point where I assumed one of the steps would be he had to get a law degree. <laughs> but he was just there answering the questions. And then the mum... Oh, fucking hell. I mean, realistically, you probably could get a law degree quicker than you could get to Black Belt. From start of the degree? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 100%, 100% you would get a law degree before you get a black belt. Yeah. Fucking hell. So, uh, number two for me. Yeah. The psychic teacher's inability to teach law without using Christmas stories. <laughs> so, I'm with you on this one. And then there was also, uh, yeah, the Frosty the Snowman, because uh, the community needs salt and sand. Yeah. It's dangerous to Frosty, so... Does he have a right to complain, basically? Yeah. And then there was another one at the end where she's inexplicably actually I'm gonna I'm gonna change mine slightly. The psychic teacher's inability to teach law without using Christmas stories to a yet untouched civilization in Africa. Ah. You've you've taken my number two. Ah. <laughs> nice. She's uh yeah, she's on a on a Zoom call, which when you look at the screen is clearly documentary footage. Yeah. Of an it is, it is an African tribe, right? They are like, they are the Sentinel Islanders, Ian. The, ah, Sentinel Islanders, where she's teaching them law through the medium of Christmas. And then explicitly says, because uh, when she's at, oh, what students are going to be taking this on the 24th, yeah. she then says they aren't that interested in Christmas. So surely teaching them through the medium of Christmas isn't the thing to do. No. Who knows? I, I, I will reshift. So second, uh, second best moment is... The Christmas tree exclusively decorated with karate belts. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I'd forgotten that as well. It's just like... As if it was a sacrifice yeah, to the karate gods. So bizarre. And again, for like a pro-Catholic community, like uh, production, mm-hmm. it feels really weird to be like taking away the meaning of Christmas and replacing it with karate. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. I mean, are you saying you don't have karate belts adorning your Christmas tree? Not yet, but that may change this year. Yeah, just in in honour of the true karate meaning of Christmas. Uh, So number one for me, there's a scene where the child has, uh, he wakes from a nightmare, his mum's sitting next to him. He then proceeds to tell his mum he is taking a vow of silence until he's got his black belt. And then immediately starts doing sit-ups in bed in his pajamas <laughs> while his mum just sits there. He's such a prick, isn't he? He's such a precocious little turd. <laughs> like, and not in like the adorable. Because, like, I, 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 I find it hilarious when kids say like, re- you know, like they say really grown-up adult things. Yeah. Like kids explaining sport, I always find funny. Yeah. But he just came across as a massive bellend. Oh, he was, he was just and again, insufferable. I'm very aware he's ten, but <laughs> he was he's insufferable. A, he's, he's a little cunt. He's a little karate cunt. <laughs> um, so my my favourite one was just the the whole Bob sauntering up to the patio doors at the end. 
as if nothing else had happened, nothing had gone on. Not even sauntering, he appears. Yeah, he does, he yeah. appears, um, and then just wanders through, but it's like the minute, the, the second that the... the um, as I said, all, all belt-giving protocol has gone out the window here, because he just... he he Essentially, I'm assuming, if on Christmas Day I came round to... I asked my mum to hold a board, and I punched through it, I assume I can get a black belt? Or do I have to just film it and send it in yeah, to someone? Yeah, 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 because you can buy them on Amazon, I checked. Yeah. <laughs> you can just buy black belts. They're just something you can acquire. But what I found... It's weird to say what annoyed me, because it, as a film, it makes absolutely no constructive or logical sense. But it wasn't even a miracle. No. Like, it's not like if he'd broken the belt and then his dad just appeared and he had no idea how he got there. Yeah. Boom. Christmas miracle. But it's not. He breaks the board, then the dad comes in and says, oh, I escaped. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, so nothing we did had any impact on what was happening. And we also have no answers because instead of continuing their like, amateur psychic PI work, they just <laughs> went and got drunk a couple of times at a bar. Yeah. Yeah, what a movie. movie. The true meaning of Christmas. And does he have the jurisdiction to decide? I've looked into some reviews. Yeah, and, but that uh, was difficult. <laughs> yeah, so uh, A Karate Christmas Miracle does not have a Rotten Tomatoes entry. So I had to do this the old school way, which was manually checking things. And I could only find very few reviews. Um, and I think that will come when you find out what this review is from. So this movie is something. Oh, is it something? Did you read that synopsis? Like, what is that? Is this real life? Somebody really thought this up and was like, yeah, this would make a good movie. That somebody was actor, writer, producer Kenneth Delvaccio, who, along with director Julie Kimmel and co-writer David Landau, have crafted one of the most batshit insane Christmas stories I have ever witnessed. And that is from thecinemadrunkie.wordpress.com. Because Nowhere Official has actually reviewed this. I then went to Letterboxd. Yep. So, user Curtis, baffling, I am baffled. <laughs> uh, Tom Dobbs reviewed Wow Reviewer Nate S Oh Yeah Oh Whoever posted the five star review Must have been part of the crew Or related to someone on it The plot Which is barely Which barely exists Is ridiculous And the acting is below porno quality And the production quality is worse Than a couple of kids With an old Super 8 camera Yeah Fairly uh, accurate Pretty accurate I then went to uh, Amazon Yeah uh, Where user Bill Bixby said, it's a fever dream travesty of a movie that will test the bounds of your sanity, but it actually believes in its utterly ludicrous plot and morality and pursues them with earnestness. That's a key ingredient of a B-movie gold. You'll be left wondering just what the hell anyone involved with the production was thinking while shooting this stumbling, drunk turkey of a film, and that kind of makes it worth watching. Oh, without a doubt it's worth watching. And then Amazon user Savannah Disc doesn't work. Looks like it was burned on a home computer. Will not play in PS4 or Blu-ray player. Disappointed. <laughs> not as disappointed if you'd have watched it, Savannah. No, yo, lucky, lucky escape. Uh, so, what, what are you? What would your review be of the film? Um, like, did you? Because it was, it was arguably, it's one of the worst films we've watched for this. It is in terms of actual quality and yeah if you were to if you were to review it as a as a, as a serious movie review it's probably the worst thing we've ever watched but i loved every just second general, of it yeah just loved it it was it was it just ticked so many good bad movie 
elements. I just, it was brilliant. It was hilarious, unintentionally hilarious. The acting was so bad and nothing made sense. And I got to ad-lib being a marketing professional in the gravy industry. <laughs> Which uh, I never realised was my, uh, my dream career, but I think it might be. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the only, the only things that really drew me out of the film was the whole... I'm assuming they were a cult, like the whole Eric Roberts stuff. Yeah, I mean, that, it just made no sense. Yeah, so those, those scenes were jarring to the point that they physically angered me. Yeah. But apart from those, I hated the film. I think it is one of the worst things I have ever seen. But I really enjoyed the experience of watching it. Yeah. Because it is absolute shite. But I could not watch this by myself. Oh, no, you Arguably, can watch it by yourself. I would, I would have watched this again with one other person. It would have to be with a... I think every time you watch it, it has to be with more and more people. <laughs> like, to try and regain the experience of watching it for the first time. Perhaps, yeah. It, w- it would be a great kind of a, a great group viewing. I think so, but yeah, it was nothing lined up. The acting was appalling. The set design was very clearly filmed in the back rooms of a college. Yeah. And yeah, it was all kinds of kinds of karate shite. It's definitely not a blue belt either, he's shit. And that brings us on to where this ends in the league of the league of good bad movies yeah so well quick 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 run through because also this is the the last episode of the calendar year so we can see where we're where we're sitting so far so last place super mario brothers yeah uh at nine we have batman and robin yeah at eight we have time cop yeah at seven we have uh jesus christ vampire hunter yeah at six hell comes to frogtown at five tammy and the t-rex Four showgirls, three troll two, then at two tiptoes, and number one, vampires kiss. Mm. Where would you say a karate Christmas miracle sits on this list? I think it slides in just between Hell Comes to Frogtown and Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Oh, awesome. So this is the first episode in a long time where we disagree immediately <laughs> on the placement of something. I, I would put it between Batman and Robin and Time Cop. Really? I, I would yeah. I would rather watch this again with people than Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. I would rather... Uh, I, I was going off of... I would rather watch Time Cop again. Like, Super Mario Brothers, I legitimately never want to watch again for the rest of my days. No, I think 9 and 10 are going to take some beating of being down that far. Yeah. But I, I know... I don't know. I just think it's... I think it's... It hits enough of the of the key elements of a good bad movie as well to justify justify being around and also you know you can't split up jesus and christmas that's true i mean <laughs> by default jesus christ vampire hunter was more of a christmas movie yeah. than uh, <laughs> a karate christmas miracle i i guess yeah i i mean it does i i think putting it there yeah is also adding a definite so we've got our like like we said before our champions league section yeah. at the top i think by adding it in at seven, it would be seven. Yeah, that also signifies, I think, the top end of the shit bracket. Yeah, because Hell Comes to Frogtown and Tammy and the T Rex are so much better. Oh, than uh, Christmas Miracle. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think we've got we're we're setting ourselves quite nicely with two divisions here, yeah. aren't we? <laughs> um, okay, yeah. So we will. I will. I will concede. I I, I will happily throw it in at seven. So, 
a karate Christmas miracle sits seventh place on the league of the League of Good Bad Movies. I think that's that's pretty fair. It's probably the highest rating it's ever had. Yeah. And then uh, next month we we have our our twelfth our new New Year's yeah uh, and our our twelfth episode of the League of Good Bad Movies, which is going to be interesting. I'm mm. already. We we mentioned previously that there are some very big named films we haven't thrown in, and I think I might start peppering them in right. moving forward. It's it's a tough one because there are, uh, but I also don't know if I could bring myself to do an episode if something like Hard Ticket to Hawaii doesn't get voted in. Like I mean, if it was one of the choices and it didn't get through to the final, I might throw my toys out of the pram. <laughs> well, just let me choose it and it'll win. Oh yeah, true, true. But yeah, so that was uh, that was our uh, a very Christmassy League of Good Bad Movies. Oh, so Christmassy! Uh, I feel very festive now. Very festive. I'm going to go hang my black belt on the tree. <laughs> yeah. At the uh, at the top, right? Oh, obviously at the yeah. top. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's what everyone should be doing. We hope everyone listening has a has a good Christmas. Uh, appreciate you as always listening. That's the only Christmas presents we need. That and uh, Patreon. <laughs> And Patreon, yeah. <laughs> so if you also watched A Karate Christmas Miracle, or more importantly, if you voted for it and want to apologise, you can find us on Instagram at the podcast nobody asked for. Uh, and you can also find us on Patreon where you become a friend of the podcast and help us keep this going through to next Christmas. If you think Ian missed any other martial arts or combat sport based Christmas miracles that you think maybe we should consider, please do let us know on Twitter at Nobody Else for Pod with the number four. You can find us there on Facebook as well. And we have all of the uh, podcast goodness at www.thepodcastnobodyasked4.co.uk. Perfect. And uh, remember to leave us a review on Apple Podcast or Podchaser. Uh, it helps us with algorithm shit. And algorithm shit's important. It is. Uh, uh, yeah, so as we said, Merry Christmas. Uh, I hope you get all the karate gear you need. Hiya! Ugh, no one asked for this.